This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Ophir Ram, an expert at business integration of artificial intelligence solutions and systems, and the owner of Ramify Consulting. Ram, or Ophir, welcome to the show. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> so I know a guy named Ram, right? So I knew that was going to come up, and it, it, it did. But, uh, yeah, that's Ramify Consulting. That's a cool name Thank for you. a uh, – did you think of that yourself? Or yeah, Focus using group AI. Or? <laughs> no, I love I it. I talked to Howie. I yeah. told him in 10 minutes I'm going to have a name for my business. Did you help with that name or no? No, no. He, he came up with it. I helped, we, did, we, we helped him with a logo, but mm-hmm. uh, he used artificial intelligence yeah. to come up with the name of his company. I told him like, uh, I was kind of like postponing it for a little while, you know, how long you can stay with a name for a business. And I'm like, 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes, and I have a name. Just for myself, kind of like making a decision, mm-hmm. used AI, and here we go. It's a good one. Well, thank you. All right. I'll tell ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to talk with Joss Seelig, the owner of Merlin Complete Auto Care here in San Antonio. Joss, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here today. In studio with us today is Howie Nistel, the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising, where he and his team have helped over 1,500 clients grow their marketing influence. Howie, great to see you again. Hey, Mark. Greetings. <laughs> good <laughs> to see you again. Say, this is like, like a deja vu all over again. It is. And I am your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in hiring virtual executive assistants from outside the United States. All right. Uh, so our podcast is doing really, really well. Uh, the number one podcast here in the San Antonio area for business podcast anyway, uh, quickly making its way to the top uh, of the food chain in South Texas. Uh, video clips from our show regularly exceed 100,000 views per month, and our YouTube subscriber count continues to grow an average of 100 subscribers per day, which seems crazy, but it's awesome. So quick shout-out to our growing audience to say thank you and continuing watching and sharing that show, right? Share it on social media. We appreciate that very much. And you can tag me at any time, and I'll go and I'll like it and comment on it. Quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com where you'll see big pictures of Howie and myself there. I, I think I'm still a little higher on the banner than you are, Howie. Should, should I fix that? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you're watching on screen there, Howie's making the picture bigger. There we go. If you are a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804. Sometimes when I'm going through all these notes, I feel a little bit like the guys on the radio that burn through, you know, all this information very, very quickly. Am I talking too fast, Alex? You're not. But you didn't say how many subscribers we have on YouTube. You said it's the the, the fastest growing and the biggest business podcast in San Antonio. But we have now is it thirteen thousand subscribers? We're almost fifteen. Almost fifteen thousand subscribers on YouTube, yeah. and we're getting a lot of attention because we've already had a meeting with uh, I won't say which one, but one of the bigger chambers of commerce in San Antonio. And one of the questions was, how'd you guys grow this thing so big and so fast? And they're obviously interested in business. So my goal is to, you know, be sponsoring networking events and, you know, wherever there's a crowd of people doing business, I'd like to be involved in that. And our podcast is a great format for that. You know what I mean? Because we can talk to people about what's going on in in the, you know, in the community and we can promote it and uh, we can network really, really hard. So, uh, but it's a great, great thing. So, um, w- so artificial intelligence is this 
whole thing, right? It's yeah. very, very timely. I think you starting the business is, I almost wonder, if, if I were going to start a business today, I think maybe I would probably go with artificial intelligence. But I like the idea of combining, you know, leveraging human effort, right? Mm-hmm. So employees with artificial intelligence. And so you're, this is your space. What do you see? So I'm in the virtual assistant space, right? right. Which is leveraging overseas workers. So it's less expensive for us here in the United States to mm-hmm. do that. So it's very, very good for business owners, right? Because they can cut their overhead, increase their productivity, which is what AI is, the same thing, right? right. Um, so what are your thoughts on combining virtual assistant staffing with AI? So that's a great question because I'm a big believer not in letting AI replace us, but letting us leverage AI, especially also that's where we are right now. Now, you bring staffing solutions. What if you knew that for the five people that you give, you can produce a value of seven yeah. or eight? How much that would be worth to you and to the people you help? Yeah, it's very, very valuable. So that's how I look at it. Like how and how we will share later, like some work that I've done uh, with him, with his team. We were able to really leverage and produce more work in the same amount of time and increase quality as well. So that's what it's all about. So if you have people, and that's what you do, right? You have the staffing agency, you bring people uh, to the table, AI can make those same people do a lot more work. Yeah, so when you have have a company like, uh, so Howie's Marketing, uh, Sharkmatic Advertising is looking to, you know, get better in a particular area, become more productive. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's say that Howie wanted to hire one of my virtual assistants. Hint, hint. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) but... But then combine that with artificial intelligence. Now that productivity goes up even more at a, at a lower rate as opposed to hiring more locally. So that's what really interests me is combining that with a client who's looking to get productivity. But we can leverage IA, and that's where I need to learn is what's a good fit and how do we fit that in and then, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm very interested in kind of learning about. And, and that's exactly where I come in place because when I come to the picture because – Basically, everyone heard of AI right now, yeah. right? It's hard not to, especially if you're in business. And the, the thing is that there's one thing to know about a subject and one thing to know how to use it and how to leverage it. And when you talk about staffing, just think like if you were able to bring those capabilities or if someone has a team of 5, 10, 20, they were able to bring those capabilities to their team right away. That creates a big difference. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Howie? Well, sometimes it's baby steps. And by the way, Mark, thanks for the hint, hint, because I do leverage, <laughs> I do leverage my, my virtual assistants from Crookus Marketing for, my, for, for some Sharkmatic social media. And I can tell you that that team is using AI because every time I get, I get on two calls with them a week, they're in the Philippines, I get on two calls per week, and every time we have multiple screens going, one is AI, and one is my social media that I approve and look at before it goes up. But how they generate the content for the, for the post is partially augmented by AI. So I think in many cases, it's baby steps. When we first hired uh, Ramify Consulting to help us use AI better, my team already knew AI. They already knew how to use it, but they only knew a certain amount. Then... We started using Ram, uh, Ram, now you got me saying it, Ophir, <laughs> Ophir and Ramify Consulting to then say, hey, have you thought about this? 
have you thought about using it with a CRM? Well, we don't use a CRM because blah, blah, blah. Then he recommended some CRMs and then showed us how to integrate all these things together. So we're really good at what we do. Graphic design, web design, and search engine optimization. But we're not going to become experts at artificial intelligence. No different than we're not going to get expert, become experts at virtual assistants in overseas. And that's why we leverage other companies to do that for us. That's right. And with my, my background in like coaching and business training, I'm good at looking at the bigger picture. You know, Because as business owners, when we are in the business, we might not see all the opportunities, all the different solutions, all the different tools that we can use. And that's exactly what we did with Howie. Like his team used AI. I helped the team use AI more often, right? That's what happens a lot of times. I, in the beginning of my work with different clients, with every client, I asked them, um, basically, I have a question here that I sent to all of the employees. And they answer, how often do you use AI? Almost every team that I worked with, most of them said, I've heard of it. Or some of them said, I will use it once a week. I think there was like one or two overall that said I'm using it daily. So if there's a great tool out there, it's kind of like a car. I love to use that metaphor. If you have a car in your garage, and it's a fast car, it's a great car, but you walk, you don't use that car. It doesn't matter if you have a car in your garage. It's not helping you, right? So you're going to walk, and then all your competitors are going to maybe drive their bikes. But what if you used your car? Just think how much faster and further you'd be able to get. So it's one thing to know about it, one thing to use it. Another thing is to use it right and yeah. use it consistently. Use it well, yeah. yeah. And that's where I come into. into Josh, are you using any kind of AI over where you're at at Merlin? Or? Uh, I'm not right now, but I am very interested in. Hint, hint, right? In, yeah, <laughs> I'm very interested in talking to Ophir and seeing how I can incorporate it into my business. How would So that's a great question. Let's just get into it. Why not, right? But how would you help or how can AI help uh, you know, an auto care company? So first of all, I don't know everything that he does, so we can talk about that more. But the first thing that I do, I ask, like, what are the operations? You know, what, what do you do in the business? So if you look at everything outside of actually working on the cars, what do you do in your, in your computer? Um, I'm doing a lot of bookkeeping. i uh, monitoring the KPIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's most of what I do. Do you have any client communications, emails? We do, um, but a lot of it is automated in the, uh, the POS system we use. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and the 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 brand that I own is a franchise, so they take a lot take care of a lot of that for me. Okay. So That's it's take perfect. take a lot of that off my hands. But I just recently got access to the uh, Google My Business, and so now I'm responding to reviews and whatnot. So if there's any opportunity there for uh, help with that, that would just be time that I get back to do other yeah. things. So first of all, that's the low-hanging fruit. Like every communication is the easiest thing to use with AI. You mentioned KPIs, right? Mm-hmm. You have numbers, right? Yeah. Business at the end of the day is based on numbers, right? We all know that. If you don't know your numbers, it's, it's a problem. But if you know them, there's also, just like anything, it's like, what can I learn from them? Mm-hmm. And we can use AI to find more insights, to find more things through the numbers. Look at trends and model that's what's right. going on. That's right. See, that would See, be, that would there be might be other leading indicators that you're not looking at that AI can help you find. That's right. Sure. So you're bringing your expertise, your knowledge, and leveraging another AI there right. to give you another perspective. And the beautiful thing about AI that you know, a lot of times, 
again, I, I've worked with a lot of people on that. Most people use, let's say, ChatGPT or Bard or Bing. Like there are different ones out there, and they just use it as it is. But you can take information, knowledge from out there in the internet or things that you've learned and leverage that to what you're doing. So if you have different models of looking at numbers, plug them into, like put them in the, in the AI. Take those same models and use them to give you the insights. People should really Everything reach out connects. to you because, you know, I, I even I, as smart and handsome as I am, didn't really <laughs> understand the difference between what AI can bring back from searches versus what Google or Bing brings back on searches. So I have an interface on on my Google, on, my, on, on Chrome, that brings me back the AI results before it gives me the search results from Google. And I get back very different information because AI is actually distilling stuff for me and giving me some recommendations versus Google is bringing me back search results based on my query. So do you, is there an easy way to explain that now that I butchered it? The easiest way to explain that is AI is going everywhere right now. It's getting in every area of our life. Every platform that we're using is either has AI now or will have AI very soon. Google announced another level that they're going to release called Gemini. They have literally every month you can see more tools, more things getting out there. So it's not just how to use it, then how to leverage it. Because if now Google gives you first, before the Google searches, gives you an AI summary, how do you use that for your business? So the whole playing field is changing right now. And this is why to me now is the best time. And this is why I feel like I'm so passionate about it right now because I feel like now is the, the biggest or the most important time to jump into this. Because it's kind of like with social media, it's kind of like with the internet. If you were five years late, it's a whole different world. You see YouTubers, just as an example, people who started on YouTube in the first five years, they're in a different, it was different. They were able to get uh, subscribers and clients from that in a different way that today no one would even hear about you. But now it's different because it's not just another platform to have marketing. Now, it's if your competitor is using AI and is using it right, they're doing twice the work that you do in one day. And if they can do that, they can service the clients more, better, faster, and I believe that in a way is if you're not going to join the AI revolution anytime soon, you're, you're going to get extinct. Yeah. <clears throat> so people can survive both in business and in personal lives without being on social media. Right. But what I hear you saying is businesses can't survive without using AI. So even though you don't like to talk in terms of artificial intelligence replacing humans in terms of jobs, would, you, would it be a fair statement to say that companies who leverage artificial intelligence are going to either negate or replace their competitors who are not using artificial intelligence. Yeah, let me ask you a question. You drove here in, on the highway, right, to get yes. here? How many donkeys did you see? Uh, none. I not saw a few up driving here. cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. But how many people did you see riding donkeys? None. Or horses? None. That's right. If, if you're not joining it, you're, you're going to be out of the playing field. Yeah, because the your com competition is just going to own you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And being able to leverage just for like interpretation of of data, so that you can make better decisions on what to hone in on and sell or whatever. That that to me is is super interesting, um, but it's complicated too. So, what does a process look like if we're going to 
hire your company yeah. as, a, as a business owner, what does that look like? What are the steps there? So it's very simple. You said that it's complicated, right? Everything is complicated until made simple, right? It's funny how that works. Mm -hmm. So to me, like the name of the game is simplicity. That's like the way in which I work. Because when someone starts working with me, like when I work with my clients, usually like I have the, the way I start is three trainings, three team trainings, one hour each. The first training is about making it as simple as possible. Get to know each other, right? Think about it as the first date, right? You're not expecting a proposal or to propose to the, your date. It's just let's get to know each other, right? So the first training is about making it approachable, making it easy that every person on the team not just know about AI or ChatGPT or the different tools out there, but we'll be able to use it daily, easily. That's the most important thing for me. The second stage, and to me, like that's part of how I build my trainings, right? Because it's not just information. It's how you build it. You need to make it very easy, very approachable. So the first step is to make it approachable. Second step is know how to use it. Third step is open the world. What are the tools out there? Because I said that there are a lot of tools today. There will be even more tools tomorrow and the day after that. But if you know how to use it, you can use all of them. And really, it's it's exponential, correct? Yeah. Because everything's building on itself, and it's moving at a faster and faster pace. That's right. That's why it, the internet revolution that we saw back in the, what, the late 80s, early 90s is nothing compared to this. I think this is going to be way faster, way more explosive, and a lot more opportunity there as well. It's just figuring out how to you know, tap into it and how to leverage it properly and stay alive as a small business owner. Mark, there are still businesses that don't claim their Google listing, that don't do other stuff on the internet, and they're not being found. And those businesses are slowly and surely being replaced or relegated to just their neighborhood because nobody knows about them. In this day and age with AI, you know, and, and I, like, uh, I like Ophir's approach, is keep it simple, stupid. I know you didn't say that, but but complexity is the enemy of execution. And if you think it's going to be difficult, then it's going to be difficult. You're you're less likely to do it and do it right or do it well or do it at all. And that's where people get stuck. So to have somebody that's an integrator, I think is critical. You know, and and what's the value of your own time if you're already busy doing what you do for a living? Then absolutely outsource it and get somebody to help you. Oh, yeah. And that's a great point. Sorry to... No, yeah. Um, it's a great point because this is how I'm building everything because I understand that, like, understanding my client and the people I'm serving better, I saw that at the end of the day, as a business owner, you don't have time to now learn about AI. Put all this time to understand every little thing about it and then practice it and start to use it. And then after you did all of this, go teach your team, right? Which is a whole different thing, right? It's a whole different beast that now you need to work with and now to see how they operate with it. So instead of all of this, I come in and literally three hours overall, over the course of like six weeks or three months overall, you can make your team from a place that it's not using AI at all and from a place that people even are not tech savvy. I had several teams that I, I asked them, how confident are you with technology? Not just AI, because I want everyone to be able to do it. So I asked them, and I had people from zero to 10, when 10 is like very tech savvy, I had people say one and two. But at the end of the third training, they said five, zero to five, how confident are you with AI? They said five, and they started using it more. So even someone who's not tech savvy can use these tools. 
But when they do, their work just becomes exponentially better. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. And I have a team just like last week. Someone told me she saved a whole day from her work week. Just think we have 52 weeks a year. Let's, let's be conservative. Let's say work 45 weeks out of the year, which is probably not true, but let's say 45. You saved 45 days out of the year. What can your employee do with 45 more days? What can you do with 45 Well, and the quality days? of the work, the quality of, the, of the, the satisfaction and the enjoyment of the work all goes up because I've been there. I mean, I, it used to take me a whole day to do a presentation. Now I can kick it out. I can outline it through ChatGPT, and then I can start filling it in and putting my own flavor into it. But, I mean, it's so much more productive, and I actually enjoy the work again because I'm not 29 trying to, you know, working my way through doing a presentation where I like all the little details and all those stuff, and I can spend all day and still enjoy it. Uh-uh. I want to do it in an hour, 90 minutes max, and be done with it. I'm just 29, and I don't <laughs> want to wait all this time. Well, and just wait until our kids – are in the working world business and then with everything they know about artificial intelligence and using that against us old timers yeah. in business. Or yeah. for us. I like saying using it for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ophir, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So Ramify Consulting, we'll write it in the, somewhere here. So ramifyconsulting.com and Ophiram on social media, O-P-H-I-R-R-A-M. And uh, yeah, just I'm ready to talk to whoever it yep. is. Cool. Yeah. I mean, get the professional to help you integrate and don't waste your time trying to learn all of that stuff. Yikes. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you coming in over here. Thank you. All right. Next up on the show is Josh Selig, an expert with building and (laughs) improving. Wait a minute. Sorry. Let me go back to... uh, jo- Let me introduce Josh Selig, the owner of Merlin Complete Auto Care. See, that was something that I messed up on my uh, my intro. Uh, that's what happens when I don't use ChatGPT. There but. you go. <laughs> anyway, Josh Selig, the owner of Merlin Complete Auto Care. Josh, uh, excited to have you here. Did you learn a lot about AI? I did. And uh, I I'm feel like I might be a little boring, you know, talking about old technology, which are cars. No, yeah, but fixing cars. Yeah, but everybody needs their cars fixed, and they want to do it someplace where they feel like they can trust leaving it there, that they're clean, they're professional, and, I, and these are qualities that you guys exhibit over at Merlin. Um, so give me a little background. How did you end up with Merlin Auto Care? So I was looking to get into another business, and uh, someone reached out to me It's with this opportunity, and we talked for months. And what I liked about Merlin, it's uh, it is a franchise, and it's owned by a, a larger uh, corporation that owns a lot of auto branded, um, auto focused brands. And what I like about this is that there's none in Texas. So I like to be a pioneer. I like to you know be the leader of the the line going through the forest. And I thought this would be a great thing to bring down to San Antonio. And it just so happened. I, I honestly I feel like I lucked out. Uh, I found a great location on the uh, south side of San Antonio. I got to be honest, I never spent a lot of time on the south side of to- south side of San Antonio, and I love that area of San Antonio. What street is it on? Uh, Southwest Military. And what? What's the cross street? Uh, commercial. Okay. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. That's uh, 6260's district uh, patrol. I used to patrol down. Oh, okay. There. Yeah. Right yeah. there between 61 side and 62 side. At least back when I was there, anyway. But yeah, I loved being a cop down there on this. It's a great. Great community, great people down it's, there on the south. It's close to 35, right? Close to 35, 35 about yeah. a half mile uh, east of 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love the community. Um, you know, to be honest with you, 
you know, best tacos I can find. Oh yeah. For sure. And, yeah. uh, but it's, what's great about the community. It's just, it's, you know, predominantly Hispanic culturally family is the number one thing down there. So, um, you know, we get, we have lots of people come in, you know, one, one person from the family comes in next thing, you know, they told their cousin, their aunt, their brother. And so we got the whole family and, uh, it's great. And it's just such an amazing, uh, area of town that, um, I'm really excited that I got to be down there and I do spend a lot of time down there now and just get to know the area. Where do you guys like excel? I mean, what's your secret sauce over there? Why are people like coming back, returning for the service? So for me, my background has been in service. I've, you know, managed different businesses that were service oriented and I've seen, I've observed in, in my life going out, buying things, working with people, service has just gone to the wayside, um, especially in retail. And so it's not hard to exceed expectations when it comes to service. So we, our goal is to exceed expectations when it comes to customer service every time. We want to take care of people. We want to be honest with people about their car. If you come in and tell me, hey, I need brakes, we're going to look at your brakes. And if you don't need brakes, we're not going to sell you brakes. Okay. Um, you know, we're not, we're not here to try to make, you know, a dollar today. We're trying to make customers for life. Um, you know, we want people to trust us and, you know, going to get your car fixed, as we all know, is a scary experience. You know, we don't know, you know, if, if you don't know a lot about cars, you can go in there and say, Hey, your widget's broken. And you're going to say, well, sell me a widget then. Um, but that's not us. And we have a clean garage, clean reception area, clean restrooms, which I know are important to everybody. And, uh, we have great technicians. Uh, you know, one of my technicians, he builds hot rods from some scratch. And, you know, what I know about hot rods is they don't have the engines of today. They have carburetors and old style uh, or, you know, some of the earlier engines. But as good as he is, is building hot rods, he can fix most cars that come in, modern day cars. And I had no idea how technologically advanced a lot of these cars are. I mean, I drive one. I, I know you know, gets me to where I need to go when I put in the navigation, but everything's a computer in the car now. And, uh, we can take care of that. We have the tools and the technology to go in there and do a lot of the things that the dealers can do. And we just do it for, we do it faster. We do it honestly. And in most cases we do it quicker. I bet you do it less expensively as well. I mean, you're not oh, saying yeah. that, but you know, I mean, dealerships are crazy expensive, mm -hmm. crazy expensive. And they got any more expensive now with supply chain shortages and all kinds of stuff. But let's go back to the customer service thing for a moment. And I agree with you. Customer service has gone by the wayside. You know, so many places in retail now is just, I, you know, and we can blame it on millennials and whatever, Gen X or Zs or whatever. I don't care. However, the truth is that customer service pretty much sucks. And so when you can exceed expectations and, and it's fairly easy, what are some of the advantages to exceeding customer service? You said that people refer each other to their tia Cuca and all that stuff, all their family members are coming. Absolutely. But what else? What else do you see that's an advantage of exceeding customer expectations? It just makes it a more pleasant experience for whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, you know, we've, we've got, you know, at last I checked, we had 68 Google reviews, 4.7 stars. 
Uh, we've only been open since January. And I know we're talking about getting left behind. You know, I'm not so young. You know, I was, I was, I grew up in the uh, Atari age, mm-hmm. if you will. And, uh, you know, but I embraced technology. I embraced marketing digitally. Um, I'm here today because I know this is the new format to right. market. And so there's a lot of auto shops that have been around for a long time. They probably do a good job, but like you said earlier, they're going to go by the wayside because they're not embracing the future. Yeah, nobody knows they exist. So I, I say that it's like winking at somebody in the dark. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. So you have to promote it right. and not to brag, like you said about bragging. But self-promotion, there's a fine line between self-promotion and bragging. Right. You know, And some people who are your naysayers, detractors, who are not very uplifting are going to say you're bragging. But people who are looking for somebody that has a top-notch complete auto repair shop that's clean and honest mm-hmm. are going to be like, oh, I want some of that. I'm glad I heard about it. Right. And there's a lot of great, you know, auto technicians out there. And, you know, they, they can probably fix your car as well as some of my technicians can. But the difference is you're going to have a better experience at my, my location. Yeah. And, and look, cars are super expensive. And if I've been at places where they're leaning on my car and the guy's wearing a buckle and, you know, he's, you know, tipping the scales at, you know, 325. And I'm thinking like, man, that guy's scratching the shit on the edge of my hood. You know what I mean? And it irritates me. Whereas, you know, you've been to other shops that are cleaner. They have a hood mat and they cover up and they don't, you know what I mean? It's like, God, that's a, you, and you think that that's a, that's a, that, that's a, uh, a must-have, and it's not. A lot of people are kind of like fly-by-night. The bosses aren't there, and they don't, just don't care. Right, and, I, and, I, and I'm a big believer in, you know, culture starts at the top. And from the minute I started this business, you know, I brought in a, a manager, um, and I told him, I said, this is, this is who we're going to be. I said, this is how we do things. And not only do we take care of customers, I believe it's incredibly important to take care of the people that work in the business, you know, they're as important as the customers, because if you treat them well, they live the culture, they believe in the culture, and that's going to show when they interact with the customers. Let's talk talk about, before we move on, we we can't let the episode go go without a Howieism. No, no, no. So you want to cue me up? We weren't done. I was actually Because this is directly related to what Josh just said. Lead uh, culture is a direct reflection of your leadership. I 100% believe that. I have something to add about that, actually. One of the bright minds of our time, Peter Diamandis, if you're familiar with him. I'm not, but I'm going to look him up. I highly recommend. He is the founder of XPRIZE. Okay. He he did some beautiful things for this planet, but one of the things he says when he talks about AI and all the advancements that we have right now, that at the end of the day, the businesses that will make it through are not just the ones that will have AI, but the ones that will give a great service. The ones that will that have a great culture that makes you want to be there, wants makes you want to work with them. Because at the end of the day, once let's say everyone uses AI, what will differentiate people? Well, will differentiate businesses exactly that. That's a great way to say it because that's where my thought process was going. Is that that's where we end up? Is if a lot of the 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 lesser stuff is handled by AI, and I say lesser stuff, right? Because it's not the human connection. 
But we have to have that human connection. People are going to expect it more and more and more when a lot of the other, the expertise level is quicker and easier. But but the customer service level, that's where people, I think, will focus. And that's where I think Merlin's got it right, is that people can go there. They're getting a clean, friendly, uh, highly experienced, uh, high-level service that they're going to enjoy at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so many things that we participate in as consumers is commoditized. You know, you can go from one place, you know, a soda at one place is the same as a soda at another place. But what's the differentiator? Customer service. You know, and if you pay the same amount, you feel like you got a better value when you have a better experience. Yeah, and people will even pay more for Absolutely. a better experience as well. Well, that's what I, that's what I define as true customer loyalty is when clients are willing to step over three or four competitors to come and do business with you because you're not the closest one, you're not the least expensive, you're not whatever, but that's that's customer loyalty. It has nothing to do with price. You can lower your price and people will be loyal to you until somebody else lowers their price right. and they'll be loyal to them. Yeah, I had somebody on a show that was talking about how they, they cut their prices and stuff like that. I'm thinking, I don't know if that's necessarily the right strategy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, if you've got good quality stuff, you just need to market properly that, that you're – your premium. In fact, in fact, the opposite. It should be the opposite strategy. You should raise your prices and people come to you and say, wow, they must be doing something really good if they feel they can charge this much for it. Love it. Josh, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, they can find us at uh, on, on the south side of San Antonio at 1224 Southwest Military. Um, we're open six days a week and um, I'm generally there. Um, I've got another business that I have to be responsible for, but um, you know, if I'm not at that business, I'm at the other business. So you guys close on Sunday then, I guess? We do close on Sunday. Right. Good day for family. Love it. Yeah. Anything online? How would they find you? I guess they uh, could just Google Merlin Mer- Mer- Merlin's.com. 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 Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. You guys, say, uh, everybody did a great job. Yeah. Learned a lot about AI. Learned a lot about how he's there. Learned a lot about <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. You guys have a great week. We'll see you uh, on the next one. Thank week. you. Thank you.